Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen, and thanks for listening in. I'm so excited that you're listening to my first podcast ever. I'm hoping that I can help you decode the deep mysteries of parenting. I plan to tackle the most common parenting situations and give you really practical ideas that you can grasp and implement today and do it in a loving and empathetic manner. In my work for the past eight years as a parent educator and coach, I've found that a lot of cycles for healthy family life are used up with miscommunication, frustration, and anger. My view is a long-term one, helping you to see that what you do today will impact your adult child in the future. I want to help you create respectful, responsible, and independent adults. With that said, Let's get started to create happier and healthier families. Today, I want to spend time talking about one of the biggest challenges where I live in Silicon Valley, helicopter parenting. It's become such a common term in our vocabulary that it's a verb to helicopter. We are pressured into hovering over our kids, trying to make everything perfect because we believe this will help them succeed in life, and we don't want to take any chances of our kids screwing that up. Some parents literally hover over dinner to make sure their kids eat a nutritious meal, over homework to make sure it's done or that all the answers are correct, or by going online and checking grades and assignments. Other parents, they might use nagging as a way to quote-unquote help. Have you packed your homework in your backpack? I see your homework still on the table. It needs to go in your backpack. Let's get in the car. Do you have your homework? All the way to, I dropped your homework off with your teacher since you forgot it in your backpack. Some parents might do this with a loving attitude, but lots of us are very, very frustrated that our kid just ignored us each time we tried to nag them to get their homework in the right place. It's enough to drive us crazy, isn't it? The first thing to consider is the question of why a parent would helicopter. As I said, I live in the Silicon Valley, where my husband and I have raised our two boys. It's a very academically competitive environment, and it seems helicoptering is the default style of parenting here. All these helicopter parents are wonderful, amazing parents who are trying to see that their kids are happy, that they have everything they need, that there are no bumps in the road for them. Or if there are bumps, then those loving parents will minimize the bumps so their kids can move forward and not be thrown off course. I learn best with real-life examples, so I'm going to talk about some helicopter situations and why a parent might be behaving this way. The first scenario is when a parent drops off a lunchbox to school when a child has forgotten it. The child was reminded several times, and it didn't get done. But this parent goes out of their way. Why would a parent do this? Well, the answer I get from parents is that they don't want their child to be hungry, that they want them to eat a healthy lunch, and unless they drop off, these things won't happen. Some parents will even think their child would starve. (sighs) Now, the next scenario is the helicopter parent wakes up their kid every morning by repeatedly coming into their room to make sure they get out of bed. That kid just doesn't want to wake up. Some days, you have to physically drag them out of bed since they keep going back to sleep. The child takes forever to get out of bed, and oftentimes your entire family starts off their day frustrated and angry. 
Why would a parent keep doing that day after day? Well, parents feel that the kid can't possibly take care of getting out of bed on time. They need to be watching over because they would sleep right through the alarm and be late for school. Okay, here's scenario number three. Now, we're going to move along to an older child and a helicopter parent who logs onto the school website to closely monitor assignments, grades, and attendance. Why would they do that? Well, parents feel that if they don't look at what's online, then their child won't plan their assignments correctly, that they might have forgotten to turn in papers or even that a teacher recorded a grade incorrectly, and it'll impact their future in academics. They need to make sure that doesn't happen at all costs, and those electronic school systems are a way of double-checking. Well, I want to talk now about those three scenarios and what's really happening behind the scenes when we're forgetting a lunchbox, when we're not waking up on time, and all the academic monitoring that happens. So first, first up, the lunchbox. A kid learns that they don't have to remember a lunchbox. It's really their parents' job. If they get to school without their lunch, they can blame the parent. They can keep playing electronics or Legos or whatever in the morning and ignore when mom or dad politely ask them to pack their lunch in their backpack. They have been given permission to tune mom and dad out since there's nothing really bad that happens. Their lunch always magically appears. Why should they bother packing their lunch? Nagging isn't all that bad. They got to keep doing something fun that they really liked. How about scenario two about waking up? Well, that child learns that they don't have to be responsible for getting up. Their parents will always make sure via nagging or whatever to get them out of bed on time. You know what? They can even blame the parent for not doing their job of waking them up if they're late for school. It's my mom's fault. She slept through her alarm and didn't wake me up. How about that grade and assignment checking? That child doesn't bother taking a look at their own assignments. If they miss one, they blame the parent for not telling them. The child doesn't worry or plan their studies since it's the parent who quote-unquote owns the schedule for when things need to be done. They basically get a check out of planning. Even if they are willing to do the work, they just wait to be told when and what to do. Now, I know, I happen to know a lot about issues with helicopter parenting. I'm a recovering helicopter parent. I was just trying to be helpful and loving, but in reality, I was robbing my son of the opportunity to learn for himself and take control of his life. One example that comes to mind is when he had trouble with reading in middle school. He just hated to read, so he kept putting it off. He'd just do his other homework. He'd do all that fine, but reading, boy, that was so hard for him. He wasn't a slacker student. He just didn't want to read. I finally realized that when I quote-unquote helped him to set a reading plan with him or even sometimes read the book with him, that I wasn't really teaching him anything. He was only learning to rely on me to help make a plan. So one time, I decided to put my helicoptering aside and let the responsibility be his, not mine. My role was to give him love and empathy in the event that he got behind. Well, in no time. That My empathy was utilized. Oh, that's so sad. I hate it when I have to read a lot of pages in one night. And I have a book report due, too. 
can I fix you a snack? In the end, I think he piled up about 200 pages to read in one night, which, of course, is pretty impossible. Well, that that was a rough night, and I don't think I don't think he ever finished reading the book, although he says he thinks he did. But when he came home the next day, loaded down with his next book assignment, his goal was really into reading lots of books one after the other. I was able to have a discussion with him about ideas about what he could do to smooth things out in the future. I didn't tell him what to do. We just thought about ideas about what to do, and in the end, he decided to use a basic math equation. Number of pages divided by the number of days he had left to read the book. For his first book, that was about 25 pages a day. He looked at that number and and was amazed at how reasonable that sounded. It was so cool to see him realize that with a bit of his own planning, that he could conquer what seemed like an impossible and and hated task. Reading was no longer hard for him when he missed a day. He could recalculate the pages or just redouble to catch up. It was doable. He was so happy and confident that even today as a senior in college, he uses that same (laughs) simple math math calculation to help plan all types of work that he has to accomplish. All because way back in middle school, I let him own his own homework and he was able to learn how to pace his work. And me, well, I just sit back a very happy recovering helicopter mom, knowing that I've helped raise a responsible adult. Bottom line, we think we helicopters are helping our kids, but more than likely we're interfering with the development of our own child's sense of responsibility and their ability to solve problems on their own. I want to talk a little bit more about two unintended consequences, two more unintended consequences of helicoptering that I've noticed in my time as a parenting coach. One is the impact of self-confidence, and the other is how we create lazy kids. The first one about self-confidence. When we constantly do things for our kids, they often start believing they can't do things themselves. This shows up in their hearts. They aren't smart enough or organized enough or whatever, and they believe it. In the case of a parent who's always checking on assignments and knowing when tests and assignments are due, they're basically telling their child that they can't do it on their own. If the parent isn't there, that they will fail. This robs the kid's self-confidence, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that they really can't do it without mom or dad. Take the kid who makes their parent pack their sports equipment because the kid has learned that they'll forget something and it'll be a disaster so that they so that they wind up not wanting the responsibility since they'll just screw it up and everyone will be mad and disappointed. So mom and dad better keep packing that sports bag. They can do it much better. Now how about creating lazy and entitled kids? That's the other side effect of helicoptering. Who wants a lazy kid? Have you ever thought or even said that your kid is lazy? That your child does not seem to care about their work? Do you have the feeling that you're raising an entitled couch potato instead of an adult? Helicoptering can give kids power over us. We run around panicked 
doing things to cover up for our kids not wanting to do those same things. When we start covering up for them when they're young, the problem just grows and grows. Take studying, for example. If they won't study on their own, parents force them to do the studying. They sit next to them to make sure they stay focused. They drag them through the work, planning assignments, correcting papers, hiring tutors. Their child learns that mom or dad will keep everything on time and in order. There will be some yelling and lots of nagging, but hey, they get to pass on being responsible, so it's worth it. Or how about kids who won't do their chores? They tell their parents that they're too busy doing homework. Those helicopter parents fall for that line all the time, thus creating entitled kids who feel that there's no need to contribute to the family, just to their own selfish educational pursuits. So the big question is, how do you overcome being a helicopter parent if you think you are one? Well, the thing to do is to let your kids fail. Let them learn what happens when they forget stuff, that the next time they'll have an opportunity to remember what was missing. Let them know what a bad grade feels like and that they can study harder and recover. Let them not finish their homework and talk to the teacher about it, not you. Let them not get to school on time and go to the office to get a late slip on their own. Let them not practice their sport and have them tell their coach why. Let them forget their lunch and figure out how to mooch off their friends for food or how to ask the folks in the cafeteria for a spare lunch. The secret to all of this getting over being a helicopter is to give them empathy and love so that your kids can get back up and try again. Love will go far when you allow them to fail and they learn that you'll love them unconditionally. If you yell at them, lecture them, and reprimand them as they fail, they become panicked and brittle and will break instead of bend. Comments like, well, if you'd packed your lunch like I told you, this wouldn't have happened. It really makes me angry. Just doesn't help one bit. You want them to know that they can get themselves back up after they've fallen down and that they're resilient and that you're on their side. Not running the show, but you're an encouraging spectator and coach who loves them beyond all measure. Try saying something like this in a calm, loving voice. Wow, that must have been really hard not to have your lunch today. Your snack was in there too. Ah, What do you think you can do to make sure you pack it tomorrow? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to continuing to decode the world of practical parenting in the future. Please help review this wherever you can, since it's my first podcast. And please, I'd love your feedback and your ideas for future topics. Feel free to email me, mary at parentingwithlogic.com. Until next time, this is Mary Eshen.